0: Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. No hell below us, above us only the sky. Imagine all the people living for two.
1: Jared, fuck you. Jared always names the file something annoying that makes it difficult for me to edit. So on this on this call we have Josiah, William, and Josiah Josiah's friend
2: Will. <laughs> See, the trick is you can really write whatever you want in there. Nothing stops you, and it makes Josiah really mad, which is always which is always kind of its own plus.
1: Yeah. So the episodes usually take about four hours. Uh. <laughs>
2: I hope you brought a snack. Uh, we don't take bathroom breaks. Um, right. The window for that has closed, so
1: it's all right. I have a catheter system already set up, and my okay, bookshelf cool.
0: is like we fifty. Actually,
1: we, like I sort of got my bookshelf is like fifty percent books, fifty percent snacks. And
0: so,
2: <laughs> uh, nice. Usually, we'll mail our guests like an adult diaper in advance, but I think it got lost in the post. So I'm glad that you're prepared.
1: uh uh, we we also have a fun segment that we do that we might as well just do now Uh, uh, which is we're working our way through the uh evangelical marriage counseling book the love dare um and (laughs) i I have to do whatever it says for the episode um
2: see and that's you know, you have to do whatever it says. That's why we're doing this in the first place. You get to do what it says. You get to cherish our co-host relationship, and you just got so long to go. You got such a ways to go. It's we're on day
1: 12. day 12. Day 12. Love lets the other win. Oh, shit. Uh, starts off with the passage, Philippians two four. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interest of others. Today's dare. Demonstrate love by willingly choosing to give in to an area of disagreement between you and your spouse slash co-host. Tell them you are putting their preference first, so at some point I'm gonna have to capitulate to some opinion that you hold. You know our whole
2: thing on fascism? Oh fuck. (laughs)
1: Uh I'm a fascist now because I love my (laughs) co-host. Now, we, we've got a whole episode the, of bad opinions whole... for you to bend on, so
2: this will be good. This will be good.
1: <clears throat> Have you guys been following the whole Jack Allison destiny saga that's breaking out? I, I barely. <laughs> do you want to tell us about it? I am not It's familiar. like lefty podcasters are now fighting with like bread tubers and like radical oh, liberals on, from YouTube. <laughs> And, like, it's I, I... it's including, like, all the who's who from YouTube that are part of, like, BreadTube and all that stuff coming to Destiny's defense, and, like... Because it's, I don't know, Destiny, he's said some shit about, like, mowing down protesters and all that stuff. So it's, like, a lot of, like, brand new lefty YouTubers are trying mm-hmm. to, like, be like, Hey, he may have said some incredibly fascist shit, like, three months ago, but he's a totally different person now. And it's like, yeah, like <laughs> you you would say that because, like, you kind of come from that same, like, story or whatever. So it's, like, <laughs> it's a bunch of people who have had, like, really reactionary shit-tier, like, views are now trying to cover their own asses on all of this (laughs) it's like they're trying to dox like podcasters and everything it's like an absolute shit show and and that's kind of what i'm excited about the future of this show uh (laughs) when we eventually get doxed by some just insane youtuber who's been a communist for a couple months and before that they were a nazi it's gonna be good yeah
2: (laughs) podcasters truly are the most oppressed group <laughs> uh
1: well uh, i guess let's get started jared do you have an intro uh
2: i don't welcome to very legal very cool a podcast about going outside without a mask and also jared's a good co host because i'm supposed to say that okay, josiah so... agrees that we should not wear masks i did not agree that <laughs> oh so you don't agree with
1: an excuse (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna do some terrible editing shit to start fucking with you since you don't listen to it you won't even know
2: yeah i I was just gonna say all right i won't know i I don't
1: listen to it (laughs) i'm gonna make it make make you say terrible things i'm gonna like edit a bunch of things together you don't even need to edit things for that that's true i'll just do do that just the worst opinions ever uh well today we are joined with uh will powell uh a friend of mine from uh from des moines from from working terrible service jobs together
2: oh yeah
1: uh hell yeah uh, i guess we should real quick what are you guys what are you guys drinking today
2: i'm uh i'm 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 keeping it consistent with a uh, blackberry bubbly oh good. good still on the seltzer <sighs> well what are I'm, you drinking dr- today? I'm
1: drinking water i'm <laughs> <laughs> I swear that's what I'm drinking. Like. That's the best, <laughs> like a flat bubbly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the mild bubbly, as they call mm-hmm. it. Uh, I'm drinking a Kona Brewing Company uh, Longboard Island Lager. I, as a broke, broke college kid, I don't have a lot of money, and so I desperately posted asking people to Venmo me money so I could have alcohol. So I would like to give a thank you to Anastasia Geff. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Anna Kuchera and Leah Johnson. Their Twitter ads are in the show notes. Um, collectively, they were able to get me a six pack of beer and two slices of gas station pizza, which I had for dinner. Thank
0: you. So if
2: if uh, you're wondering what the rates on our ad space is, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's that. <laughs> <laughs> will advertise for beer money
1: yeah that's basically honestly if you venmo me i'll i'll say say your name on the podcast if you venmo me more i'll say it louder uh hey will do you ever intend to change your twitter at or are you keeping it at what it is uh is it like my name and then a bunch of numbers yeah it is (laughs) oh yeah i'm I'm absolutely gonna keep that (laughs) like the the plan is to like i don't know there's there's a whole conspiracy that like twitter is cracking down on lefties and not letting them like build a following but like i i seriously want to be like a prominent Twitter account that's just, like, my name and then random numbers. <laughs> <laughs> you should, uh, you should get, like, a nice following and then have the egg emoji, like, the egg profile uh, <laughs> yes. picture. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's, like, one million followers, and it's an egg
2: named William62572975. <laughs> <laughs> so, here on Very Legal, Very Cool, we've had a bit of a quality control issue. Um... <laughs> the guests that we brought on have been shit tier to say the least. Absolutely garbage. Um, was a serial human beings. Killer? um and we we've decided that we really need to do something about this. We really need to step up our game and make sure that we're screening candidates a little bit better. So in lieu of our our usual line of questioning, what we've decided to do going forward is we are going to host a brief job interview for Will to see if uh, see if Will is up to the task um, and a good a good culture fit for uh, for being a guest of Very Legal, Very Cool. Thanks for joining us today, Will. Uh, oh, yeah. Could you Have just, you know, in, in a few sentences, just tell us about yourself.
1: Um, let's see. I just recently moved to Minnesota from Iowa. So um Kind of on a whim, kind of uh, my apartment at the time, the ceiling actually collapsed. So I was like, yeah, I need oh, to get nice. the fuck out. Um, I, am <laughs> I am currently unemployed. Um, should I get into it now? <laughs> go for it. Go for it. <laughs> you know, what, what are the we love getting into do? things. One of the best things to do in a job interview is talk just about how shitty you are from the was. previous employer. <laughs> Um, yeah, because they're going to be like, oh, uh, you you worked there for like two months. What's that about? And so uh,
2: (laughs) as a hiring manager, we love to hear when when people talk about how shitty their last employers were. (laughs) Yeah, that that's gold. No, no matter what.
1: Absolutely. Um, so got hired at Woulette Bakery. It's a kind of bigger known bakery around Minnesota, Um, working in the coffee shop. And like they hired me during COVID and everything. So I was like, okay, that's kind of concerning. And they were running promotions and everything else to try and just keep keep traffic going, uh, keep it busy. And so I had pulled one of my managers um, to the side about two weeks before Thanksgiving where I was just like, Hey, what's your guys' like actual plan? Do you have a plan for COVID? Because Minnesota isn't as bad as Iowa, but like Minnesota is still in America, so like it's doing bad, like across the country, like every state kind of sucks right now and they were like oh we don't really have a plan but like don't worry yada yada like we'll we'll let you know when when we come up with something like that kind of like typical like higher up answer when they kind of don't have anything planned and so fast forward about 2 weeks 2 days before thanksgiving i'm at home and the the app the scheduling app is notifying me that like all of my hours for that week and next week are just cleared out. It's just like, you're not working anymore. (laughs) And then, 20 minutes later, the manager that I had pulled to the side to ask calls, and he's got a, like, in a roundabout way, he's like, well, this is the plan. Surprise. <laughs> <It's just funny. laughs> the, they the did technically is, uh... <laughs> tell you, so I think they're in the clear
0: here.
2: The, yeah.
1: the, the plan is you don't work here anymore. Yeah. That's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not technically fired because what they don't want to do is throw anybody under the bus. <laughs> like, uh, and it was just like, I, I don't even know like what to say during this phone call. And it's just, like, I literally, like, just kind of was, like, okay, I'll talk to you later. Kind of, like, got off the phone with him. Because, <laughs> like, I was just, like, these motherfuckers. Like, that's all I wanted to say as you he's, like, saying this. It's, like, yeah, um, great plan leading up to the holidays. Like, just, like, I don't know, like, figure out paying bills. Uh, it's not our problem anymore. Um, <laughs> I, I really like them. we didn't want to throw you under the bus while they're driving the bus. That's <laughs> yeah, the like, kind of thing we got going. I've actually got that I'm already under the, under the bus and they're like the last this is the last thing we actually want to do to you it's like yeah no I we're get still that. gonna I get do that. it but you know we
2: don't really want to <laughs>
1: yeah and so like I had even messaged them like like last week or whatever where I was just like so like are we going to have like an update on like what's going on since I guess I'm still technically an employee and they were just kind of like no nah, we'll we'll let you know on like a month month by basis." We'll like, oh, right. play by ear. Oh, All right, yeah. It kind of like, ride it right. fast and loose. Great. So I am currently looking for a new job. <laughs> <And> you can, <laughs> you can definitely well, send up this up to, to, to things, Yeah, you can send this to all <laughs> yeah, of my so... future employers and be like, "Well, this is this is how Will spent his
2: unemployment." <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. What uh? You know what makes you qual? You know, on that note, what makes you qualify to interview for this position as a guest at Very Legal, <laughs> Very Cool?
1: Um. Well. You guys are kind of political, and I guess like this this experience has definitely given me some perspective on like working class strife during <laughs> um, during these uh, this pandemic that we're dealing with. Uh, well, so so where do you see this position as a guest taking you in the next five years? I I literally do not know. Like I. <laughs> like where my life is at i'm just growing out a longer and longer beard and like acquiring <laughs> more and more cats like that's that's what i'm doing with my life in, in 5 years i'll have 30 cats.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, well i live in the just woods just a steady cat growing <laughs> <rate. like>,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah in 5 years i'll be chasing the landlord away going like who's like mad at me for all the cats i have it breaks the lease but He's scared. <laughs> I will
0: have a blog. <laughs> <I know.
2: laughs> hey, Will, do you want to start a podcast?
1: <laughs> Definitely. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: well, so so part of, you know, part of an interview is finding your qualifications. But another important part of an interview is ensuring that, that this podcast is a good fit for you. Uh, so what is it that you look for in a podcast host? I don't know. We're hosts. <laughs> you did not come very prepared. Yeah, I'm, I I not yeah, you are like, not getting this, many this is, the points here, buddy.
1: The most ideal job interview ever. It's like I'm not prepared. I'm shitting on the previous one. I, I got
2: to wear pants. Yeah.
1: Like, it's December. Uh, I don't I don't <clears> care. Like we're we're all going to die. It's fine. <laughs> well, I guess we can we can move on to this. Uh so we we generally need to conduct a background check uh, to make sure there won't be anything. Well, okay. So is there anything we should be aware of when we conduct a background check that that we should know about
2: before you? Yeah, yeah just, do you want to so tell you us? You have a chance to explain it before it comes up. Right? Uh, I, don't,
1: I don't know. I got nothing. Oh, have you ever okay. committed
2: any crimes? Uh,
1: not lately. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They are cracking uh, down on, like, the protesters, so like, we're, we're that's, seeing that's where, where, where that's going, so... Yeah, right. well, do you have a working relationship with any of the listed groups here? Uh, Hamas... ISIS, Al Shabab, you know. Do you all have all the any classics? Yeah, definitely. Like <laughs> we're we're in the DM group. Like you guys don't even know. <laughs> I just well, I met an ISIS recruiter. He's <laughs> real nice. So it, it there, sounds there,
2: there like there was you a have... whole
1: plan to like infiltrate America through coffee shops in Minnesota, and like that that entire plan just completely went to shit. <laughs> within two months, so yeah, I'm I'm currently trying to find a new coffee shop because like that's that's the plan. It's
0: well, it sounds like... like you have
2: you have a good amount of experience working with uh, diverse and um, and well organized teams. Uh, can you describe your ideal team environment?
1: Um, aggressive, like I don't know, promotion, upward mobility, I guess. Um, uh good thorough message on the like on the masthead Uh um, here, here at vlbc <laughs> we'll, we'll aggressively promote you uh there won't be any pay increase with that that's
2: promotion <laughs> as somebody you'll, making nothing just, like that's, that's yeah fun. you'll just keep that's changing
1: <laughs> titles every week that's yeah
2: we we prefer to you know there's there's a lot of honor in work and we prefer to provide more responsibility <laughs> as a uh as a benefit.
1: All right. That's that's fine. I'm I think I'm used to that. Champions uh, would of you the would you be willing to
2: travel up to fifty percent? Yeah. Nice.
1: Where? <laughs> <laughs> up to fifty percent. Yeah. yeah. I, I need I need some I need to know like some more details, but oh, well,
2: you'll find out when you get there. All right. <laughs> so you know, kind of uh, in conducting these background checks, um, you know, we do a little bit of pre-screening before these interviews, and we found your Twitter. Do you do you care to explain?
1: <laughs> Literally, whatever I was thinking at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my explanation.
2: Right. Uh, yeah. So, in in interest of a uh, you know continuing our homogenous company, who did you vote for?
1: I actually um, did not vote. I sat it out. Brave. That... We respect. <laughs> that. I the... respect. that. Uh, I, I think that includes. Uh, I, I think. I think he's hired. What do you think? Uh... <laughs> Everything was Man. kosher until the vote thing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh here's what here's what we'll do i think that uh you know it's it's always hard to tell uh, in an interview like this until you really start working with somebody so in interest of liability of the company i think that what we'll do is we'll take you on for a you know for maybe a three a couple hour to a three month contract period where you're a 1099 employee we and uh we'll kind of string you along with the promise of full-time work uh with potential <laughs> benefits down the road uh, how's that sound?
1: That sounds like some of the worst jobs I've worked in my life. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Welcome aboard, you well. Know. Sounds like you know what you're getting into then. Welcome.
1: <laughs> well, as you can tell, today's episode is about COVID. Um, <laughs> I guess usually usually when we do an episode about COVID... Jose, I, or, I, Jose, I think yeah.
2: that that's a kind of a... Almost a signature trait of yours where you'll say something short, kind of a one-liner that's not really a joke, but it's kind of a joke, but then you'll spend longer than you spent saying (laughs) that, just laughing at yourself while no one else is laughing.
1: Yeah. Well, what I do is I find laughs from other parts in the podcast and (laughs) edit them in. (laughs) So I I sound like I'm... Yeah. Anyway, uh, this is the power of me being the editor. (laughs) just me um, here with
2: my friends laughing
1: um as we usually do on a, a episode with a topic we should start off with a, what's your guys's experience with covid um yeah i can go first on that like it <laughs> okay when it was like We were just figuring it out, like in March or whatever, when it really started to be like, oh, this is something like we should start taking serious. Um, I think probably like four of my friends like had contracted it and it was just like, oh Mm. shit. And so it's just been, I think I'm betting an average of like one person I know a month getting it. I haven't lost anybody, but like, yeah, it's, and it's been like, anything from like a friend and their kids to just like uh friends or a family member or something like that but like almost like one per month since march
2: Jesus. wow
1: yeah so i uh i assume you don't land in the whole it's fake camp then oh no not not at all <laughs> I have, um and because i was so concerned about like how serious or unserious my employer was taking it i was getting a test like every two weeks And Mm -hmm. I was driving probably like 20 minutes out to a Walgreens Mm -hmm. because it was like the only Walgreens area in Minneapolis that wasn't trying to like charge you $200. And that's another thing, like getting a test is like expensive as shit. And it was just like, well, here's a place that's actually doing it for free, but it's like. A little ways out of the way and you have to schedule like a week and a half in advance. So Damn. I was basically like as soon as I get the test, like I wait three days and then schedule the next one. And it was just like yeah. every two weeks. Wow. Huh. What about you, Jared? Uh
2: so <clears throat> I've uh <clears throat> see, I so I work in uh healthcare or in a tech company that services healthcare and specifically services senior care. So I've uh I've gotten Quite an interesting look into like the the business side um, and how it's you know been impacting our healthcare system. You know, as part of my job, I spend a lot of time reading healthcare news. So, getting to see that from the industry sources and getting that perspective has been very interesting. Uh, recently, my roommate got COVID, um, and mm. I did not miraculously. So, I assume that I'm just immune. Um, <laughs> cannot die is my my running (laughs) assumption one of my Um,
1: roommates is convinced that too yeah so
2: (laughs) I'm invincible uh, but we knew that and I've had I've had a few friends that have gotten it um, I don't know anybody personally at least that's um, that suffered any like very serious serious um, effects but I do know uh, like some family friends that have gotten it and passed but oh, shit. but my running um, my running theory, and then Josiah will agree with me on this, uh, is that it's a hoax.
1: <laughs> yeah, I believe that because I have to. <laughs> um, That's the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my experience with COVID. Uh, so it hit, you know, it hit March, and um, I went out to Oregon in March to visit my brother in Oregon. Um, and while I was there, I ended up having to cancel my plane ride back because it just went to shit while I was there. And so I got stranded in Oregon, in Newport, like a couple couple hours south of Portland, um, and my brother and I just hung out in his dorm and, uh, worked my way through Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, and then how I got back was my good friend Mo drove his van from Iowa to Oregon, and then we just, like, rode our way back. Um, and so it was like this, it was like an adventure, uh, if it wasn't sad. Uh, <laughs> What well, okay, one of the funniest things so that was like fucked up is people were really mad in Newport about um all the pro- all the uh tourists that were coming to Newport with the oh. virus, which yeah. I was technically one, but I had arrived yep. before the virus like happened. So I was stuck there and so the the tension there was rising. Mm. And so like People were like, you know, uh, posting on Facebook and stuff in Oregon. Like, we're going to fucking kill tourists if we see them. And they're like going out <laughs> on the beach and yelling that at seems people. counterproductive. And, and I'm stuck there. And then what, what happened was uh, when Mo picked us up, w- without getting too much into Mo, Mo's a kind of um, really, really militant, radical lefty. Uh, he didn't know any of this politics that's going on in Newport. And he sees this truck... With a sign on it that says, um, "If you're not from here, get out." And he thinks that's an immigration thing, <laughs> so he just like pulls out like a, pulls out like a pocket knife to pull down the sign. And my brother and I like grab him by the back of the shirt. We're like, "No, no, 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 no!" The mean like is, <laughs> they mean Americans. They mean
0: Americans.
1: Yeah, not so I got here. I uh, I lost my job uh, because of it. Um, I then told the press in our town about that, them firing people over COVID, and I got an interview in the register, and then they got mad at me recently when I tried to go back there to work again. They're like, <laughs> absolutely not, um, which that was fair. That makes sense.
2: I, I really can't blame them for that
1: one. <laughs> um, uh, oh, man, I have some good, yeah, COVID's only been funny in my personal life. It's been bad in, like, other stuff, but, it you know uh but no this is actually fucked up I take that uh I had a roommate that got covid uh and he didn't tell us that he had covid um and like lived with us for several days while having covid oh shit um yeah, oh, so he's, he's not he's, our roo- he's, he's, he's not the our zombie roommate movie anymore. guy he's yes, that he's guy he's the zombie movie guy that's exactly <laughs> he's what hiding I mean. the bite and, <laughs> just like... and then like my other roommates like, like when we were like no fuck you he's like oh, you guys are being so irrational so he's not our roommate anymore um <laughs> That's that's mostly been my experience with COVID. Um, There's gonna be like, (laughs) like two. I'm giving us like two years, two three years from now when we can look back and laugh. Um, Yeah, yeah. Like there's gonna be so many like instances of people having to like get in contact with one another, be like just like kind of going down. Like, all the weird abuses that, like, people have been carrying out, like, during the, like, the fucking plague. So, like, you kind of gaslit me and said that I was being irrational when you hit the fact that you just had COVID. And I was like, no, I didn't do that. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So you had a a sad uh, road trip during COVID also, because... I had to go down to Louisiana um, okay. to uh, help a friend, because uh, besides like joblessness, like everybody was getting divorces, and <laughs> one of my buddies got a fucking divorce during the plague, so we had to go down to Louisiana to pack up his shit and uh, drive back up, and I was just like in a truck with this man going through a divorce, and just like, just the tensest car ride ever plus there was a tornado it so
0: fun <laughs> At some oh, point. Man.
1: but it was just like yeah like we we have to get on a plane to get down there quick so it was just like oh this is great like everything about this is like the worst idea ever jesus <laughs> christ I, there's gonna be movies about yeah. COVID in a few years, <laughs> and they're gonna be the worst like it's gonna be like you know, like rom coms and coming of age kind of shit. There's gonna definitely be that divorce thing where they get divorced, but they get quarantined together, and then they re relight that spark. Ooh. Like I'm, I'm copywriting that that script
2: already. I Honestly, think like used. you should just go ahead and make that. Ah, fine,
0: I'll do it. But
1: we're all we're all gonna be like those old jaded people. I was like, that's not what happened. Everybody was like. <laughs> Everybody quarantined and they realize that they hate their partner. And that's why yeah, all the- that <laughs> true. I, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to, I'm going to write a movie. That's going to be more accurate than what it is. It's going to be a zombie movie. Um, except like halfway through the zombie movie, the government just goes, well, back to work, everybody. <laughs> 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 and you just have to like carry a shotgun to work and shoot zombies on your way. And everybody
2: just has to, to be call fair. Up normal. That sounds kind of rad. I'd be okay with that new yeah. normal.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, like, you're living in it, just like the depressing version.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, that's fair. I did go to the office today, so. There you go. I, they did not let me bring my shotgun, though, which. uh
1: <laughs> You guys are being irrational. <laughs> that's what I said. That's what I said.
2: And yet, nonetheless, they will—they will not let me uh, carry firearms in the street to you know, <laughs> just smoke people without masks. <laughs>
1: Like yeah, old like Spanish flu style. <laughs> yeah.
2: Just fucking drop yeah.
1: them. God. Uh oh, I guess the other COVID connection I have is I am an essential worker. Oh yeah. That's isn't that <laughs> Isn't that just the pretty greatest pretty well thing ever? Like It's it's so cool. Um especially cuz technically Walmart's re- like requiring masks right now. Well, Walmart isn't, but the state is. Uh but Walmart isn't. So, uh what that looks like is we have a guy who uh, who stands at the door and says, sir, would you uh, please put a mask on? And then a Trump guy with a Trump hat goes, no, fuck you. And then he goes, uh, yeah, okay, sir, have a lovely day. And that's about <laughs> it.
2: <laughs> that is the most soul crushing job Oh, I can truly. imagine. Handing out masks and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, not having any power to enforce it. Yeah, specifically. yeah. Specifically.
0: Yeah, it's like, yeah, like you have you to force just people tell to wear to masks, but you just... don't get a gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: and it was like, I read something that it was like, there's a spike in just like service industry people like being physically assaulted because like they're trying yeah. to not die. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's not great.
2: Yeah. Uh. Not ideal. Not ideal. The, the whole situation really less than ideal. Haven't enjoyed it. Um yeah. Very much not been a fan. Looking forward to when it ends, but, uh, you know. Yeah, we're...
1: sometime around, like, 2030, I think, we'll yeah. finally get a, a good feel of it. I, be I think we'll we'll be able to close like, the door on this whole thing. Here's, Those of us that are still alive.
2: My, my uh, prediction of what will happen, um, and I would bet money on this, is okay. that the vaccine will come out. And it will be it will likely be effective, but even if it isn't, uh, it'll be the same thing. Um, and restrictions will mostly lift by March and almost entirely lift come next fall, uh, no matter what the numbers look like as there is a vaccine out.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I think that might be right because like so the school I'm at has a policy that they'll go back to like uh, code green is what they call it when you go back to normal. Mm-hmm. Once uh, 70% of the school gets the vaccine. Yeah. um, But the thing is like, yeah, if, if, if the vaccine doesn't work, but I, I think even if, if, if 70% of it, everybody gets it, they'll be like, yeah, good enough. So yeah, that's probably true.
2: But right. it'll be fine. It's all fine.
1: So well, yeah, that's you, uh that's what?
2: pretty much everything about COVID. I think we've pretty much covered it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what else is there to talk about? <laughs> i'm looking doorknobs for fun right like i I think it'd be probably maybe good to talk about where we all land on that gradient like not not necessarily how serious are you taking oh yeah i guess like to some degree how how serious serious are are you taking it um but you know more i think more how concerned are you about it
1: um i okay um i i'm I get more concerned when it's nearing a holiday and I'm going to see my family in town because mm-hmm. uh, they're old. Um, but I'm less concerned when it's just me. I mean, I'm not partying either, though, to be like, I'm I'm mm-hmm. wearing my mask and I'm, I'm pretty much staying inside for the most part. But I'm not like I don't feel as much anxiety about it on a day to day level when I'm not yeah. visiting my my family or anything. Um, <sighs> I don't know. Like, I haven't really, you know done a lot for this year yeah but i am but i am an essential worker so that's that's kind of the annoying thing is like um if i didn't want to be exposed i'm still getting exposed pretty much nonstop. so Mm -hmm. that's always that's always concerning to me i don't know yeah i i'm not traveling or anything so Well, how seriously are you taking it? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Uh, about, I think we should keep
2: that silence.
1: About the yeah, same, all, yeah. It just got super <laughs> grim. It was just like, shit. <laughs> 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 um, roughly about the same. Um, mm-hmm. I'm broke, so the U.S. economy is protecting my family. Um, can't go visit because <laughs> I can't afford it. <laughs> um, yeah, outside of like food i gotta just stay inside all the time so uh,
0: yeah, yeah wearing
1: masks uh, whenever i'm outside most of the time um take out the trash, not so much, but um, yeah, like generally trying to just avoid people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But that was the plan anyway because, like, when it it hits winter, I don't like going outside anyway, so it's like, this is doing me a lot of favors because the plan was to be antisocial anyway. Um, Yeah, I have a a moral
2: reason. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm a more social person, so this is killing me. But... um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I personally, you know, if, if it's just me considered, I'm not really concerned about getting COVID like, but I am concerned about being a vector of COVID. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, like, I've, I've traveled, I've had to travel for work a couple times during so I've, I've been on a couple plane rides since all of this, I which doesn't really bother me too much. But I don't, I don't like the idea of um potentially spreading it that said whenever i have done anything like that i've been very very cautious to get tested before and after to take the proper precautions obviously wearing a mask and so on and so forth um but i do also think that you know the sooner that we're able to get life moving towards a normal the better Um, as long as we're able to still try and you know keep the distancing and the numbers down but
1: yeah it's, it's kind of weird because I think the whole COVID stuff's been, I don't know. It, th- I feel like there's been like, okay, at the school, for instance, there's been like two types of people um, mm-hmm. that I've known, which is either people who do not give a shit at all about COVID and they're going to bars and stuff, um, which is really just terrible. And then I think people who do not see the precautions in line of science as much as in line of like being virtuous, Okay. Um, and so like, yep. they're not really concerned with the effectiveness. They're just concerned with like the ability to lecture people. Part of this is just cause I'm at a liberal arts college. So I'm surrounded by like woke school type people quite a bit. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's so bad. Well, so like there is a student, I'm not going to say names, but there's a student here who like was doing the Snapchat video where she walked out into like the common area of the dorms and this guy wasn't wearing a mask. And as she was coming up, he was putting the mask on. He took it off because there was nobody in the common area.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then she was like yelling at him for not having the mask on. It's like, but it doesn't, it doesn't, we, we've we known for months now, it doesn't stay on surfaces. So there's no reason yeah. that it was bad for him to have had it off while there was no one there. But yeah. it's, it's like a, it's like a virtue thing or something. I, I don't really know. I, I will
2: say like, it's exhausting. There's, there's a lot of, politicizing of it on both sides um you know the the right gets knocked a lot and justly so because they're ignoring all the all this stuff but there is that other side where it is certainly getting over not necessarily overhyped but like just relax right like you said it's 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 like a virtue it's beyond the science it's not anything like it's taken taken to an opposite extreme which is a better extreme to be on but yeah i mean uh, i
1: would I think I'd rather lean that direction, but yeah. Um, no, I, yeah, it, it's kind of weird though. Cause I think it's, I think it, it it's kind of both sides, but I think it's not just left as much as specifically like the very specific liberal arts college liberals, at least sure. in my experience. Um, that way. I don't know. It's, Uh, yeah it's because a lot of the more like farther left people i know their their biggest concern is like yes wearing masks but it's also like um what what is like government doing to help in this situation Mm -hmm. right now which (laughs) is next to nothing uh, (laughs) next to nothing (laughs) Um, because like the thing is i don't know for me anyway like i have a lot of sympathy although i find myself mad at them on a day-to-day basis with a lot of your like small town folks who um they're like primary news sources like fox news and shit mm-hmm. and so they really do just genuinely believe that the government is like attacking them and like mm-hmm. they're like oh, i'm standing up for my rights or whatever it's it's hard to get past that like epistemological problem i think because like i don't know so like there's a there's a interesting thread or something from uh, an NBC correspondent who's in appalachia and they're dealing with this like crisis in appalachia right now because People are getting COVID and going to the doctor for COVID symptoms and being like, what's wrong with me, doc? And the doctor is like, you got COVID. And they're like, well, no, that's not real. (laughs) Yeah. And so like, like the doctors can't get the situation in Appalachia under control because everybody fucking believes that the doctors are in on this giant conspiracy. And so like, it doesn't really make me mad at the Appalachians, like folks, as much as it makes me mad at the like people in power that are disseminating that kind of. Uh, inf- you know, th- that that kind of world view to the people right. that are, don't have as much information or access to, you know, stuff. I don't know, it pisses me off. Yeah, and it's like, there's just a few discussions that are kind of propping up about um, people's history with, like, medical malpractice and, like, what that will mean when they actually roll out the vaccine where it's like people yeah. aren't necessarily anti-vax, but they... Uh, there's just a lot of, like, history with medical malpractice and just not trusting that
2: aspect of it right which i think is pretty valid um like so i mean would would you guys you know if, if you were offered the vaccine right now would you take it
1: um i i would probably take it but i wouldn't blame somebody for not taking the first round of it yeah um yeah yeah, like I don't think the government's microchipping us with the vaccine. <laughs> no, no. But I but do think there's there's something crazy about how fast, yeah, yeah. how fast of a vaccine has been produced, and like, yeah, even the first rounds of early vaccines had issues in the beginning because it takes fine tuning. And I understand, I understand, right. I understand and, the fear.
2: Yeah, and and there's a reason that the vaccine is like so unstable. Like that's a you know, that's a symptom of it being so new and not having had time to work out all the convenience factors uh, that would well, make distributing it more easily, easy. That's actually,
1: that's also because like, because the whole process of making vaccines is more complicated than it sounds like. Um, well, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously I, I think anybody listening to this would know that, but like,
2: um, I don't know. because no, You just, I was, you I was just reading, get a little bit of the virus and you just inject it. That's it. Right. put in some mercury for fun. What's, what is the, so for there's
1: color. actually, there's a name for when you intentionally give the va- like give the virus to build up immunity to it, and it's not the same as a vaccine. I forget what it's called. Um,
2: like the, to build up the antibody kind of thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: And so the difference between that and vaccines. Um, I was reading a book about epidemics when this started because uh, because I thought that was appropriate to learn about. Makes sense. Um, the word the word vaccine means uh, from cows originally. <laughs> Because it was, uh, it was from oh, was it was it the polio vaccine? I don't remember what the first vaccine was. But what they did was found a really similar virus that doesn't harm humans but is big in cows, and they exposed humans to that virus instead. Was
2: it mad cow disease?
1: It wasn't mad cow disease, but it was something similar. Uh, I don't,
2: wasn't the first vaccine yellow fever? I don't remember. I'm now. Now I need to research
1: this, huh? Uh, vaccine. But um, yeah, so it, it's uh, you have to find something that's like that won't harm a human, but it's like really similar to the, the disease. And so that's why it's like mm-hmm. really fucking hard to develop a vaccine.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, I, and I won't pretend to know any of the details of how Moderna or Pfizer actually mm-hmm. put together their vaccines. Um, yeah. But the first uh, the first few people have been dosed by it, which is fun. They've gotten their first dose. Mr. William Shakespeare himself was the second person in the UK. Yeah. All
1: right. Oh, yeah. I, I heard about that. The guy named Shakespeare that got it. Yeah. Yeah. William Shakespeare.
2: Shakespeare. William yes. Shakespeare. That's dope. Uh,
1: Yeah. Sorry. to. Yeah. So it was uh, it was smallpox vaccine was the first vaccine okay. and it was it was a uh, cowpox that they were giving people. Oh, that interesting. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I know facts. I know fun <laughs> facts. Yeah. That is a fun fact. <laughs> it is. That was uh, that was such a fun book to read. I never finished it. I need to. It's called *Epidemics in Society* by Snowden, not the Snowden you think of when you hear that name. What is Snowden. with these names? It was like there was, <laughs> there's another Snowden writing about it. William Shakespeare got the first vaccine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: How can they be that popular? <laughs> yeah,
1: it's it's really good. It, it kept blowing my mind consistently because his big argument was like diseases don't really go away even when you have the vaccine.
0: Mm-hmm. Vaccines
1: slow it down. But like it's all about how the government responds to something and organizes it that really affects the course of diseases. And unfortunately, we've been really failing in that in regards to COVID. Uh, because like he he argues the, the black the black death is still around actually yeah it's just that we've like yeah we've reorganized in such a way that doesn't spread as easily well, uh, we wash our hands and don't have rats around as much yeah and all I, that I, good stuff
2: I had read that there are proximity to rats is a is a large reason for why we don't get the bubonic plague anymore
1: yeah it's it's not just like vaccines and stuff it's yeah it's it's that like there's there's right. not as many rats we have actual good decent pesticide. Because, uh, like, the last Black Plague outbreak was, like, I think it was, like, the last big one was, like, 19th century. Like, it wow. wasn't that long ago. It was in Hong Kong. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess let's just do... Do you guys believe in uh, COVID?
0: No. <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> I'll need more. I, I
1: think it's made a strong enough argument for itself. It's like,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: if it If it kills Giuliani, then I'm like, yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> if it, Man, if it just gives us Trump's one more alive. win yeah like that's that's depressing and it was just like of all the people that beat it. Like Trump like, yeah. Trump. Well, part of that is because like they they fucking filled him with so many sterile <laughs> mystery and, cocktail and orphan, of shit. Like <laughs>
2: fucking orphan fetus parts. Like <laughs> Well you know, there's there's a good chance that Trump actually got worse care than your uh than your average person just because he's it's it's something pretty well known in the, in the medical field. It's like VIP The VIP dilemma or something like that, where if you're a really important person, they're going to try all this experimental shit on you. But it's all experimental. Like the stuff that they used on Trump did later get uh, FDA approved. uh, So that was probably fine. Yeah, that's like a whole issue in healthcare where you'll have these VIPs come in. So obviously you need to try fucking everything. Uh, But that's usually not good. There's a reason they don't do that for everyone. Oh, Uh, yeah. It's not like there's like this, you know, secret cupboard of. You know, these are the sacred medicines that we only save for the the rich and famous. <clears throat> that's usually well, just it, experimental. it is that. It's just people.
1: those are, yeah, experimental. So they get sent it. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. And that's that's super interesting because that makes me uh, that's how uh, James Garfield, the president who got assassinated, died. Uh, it wasn't because he got shot but it wasn't because he got shot that he died. It was that they like rushed in the best medical experts to like take care of him. Mm-hmm. And at that time they didn't believe in uh, germs. <laughs> so what they did was they had the doctor try to pull the, uh, pull the bullet out with his bare unwashed hands. It <laughs> yeah. just started, like <laughs> jabbing dirty hands into the bullet wound.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> What's the issue? <laughs> <laughs> yes Uh, yeah (laughs) it it was interesting i was
1: i was digging into all the conspiracy theories though with this like we need to probably spend some time on 5g here in a second i think that that deserves some conversation Uh. but um god i was i was really interested in like okay so the stuff i usually hear is counting like like questions of like like are they counting things correctly Mm -hmm. um i think that's the most boring conspiracy theory and i think that's why it
2: has the most legs
1: uh, it's just because yeah. it's like, oh, they're just measuring things different than you'd expect,
2: and la di da da. Right, um, and there's potentially yeah. a lot of legitimate legitimacy to counting errors both ways, just because it's yeah. so hard to actually count this stuff. That's and like that's to get fair. a real and yeah to get a real and accurate model of what that really looks like. Like we can guess quite a bit, but there's going to be error um, and things mm-hmm. that aren't accounted for. And so on and so forth, but well, that's that's
1: kind of the fucking weird part of this stuff though is like um is because that's true, but that doesn't mean we should like necessarily fully distrust counts like we should be no. acting in, yeah,
2: it's just no but there's spirit. just that just adds ammunition is trying what I'm trying to say not yeah. that it's not that the spirit of it is wrong, but any sort of like because it's such a, it can be impre- imprecise it's like a breeding ground for that sort of conspiracy like with anything like with the election ballots and so on and so well, forth. I, I
1: was gonna say the election ballots too Yet, yeah, where it's like most people don't understand the process of things and they only ever dig into the process of like how we come up with numbers and stuff once they're doubting it mm-hmm. and so like the reality of it is like the majority of things have such like fucked up like it, it's hard it's hard to know the truth on every subject but if you don't ever dig into subjects unless you're doubting it, then it, it looks like you're, like, looking behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, the, the ballots thing, it's, like, um, actually, okay, weirdly enough, there's this good, uh, there's a Superstore episode about the election, like, a few years back that I was watching recently with my girlfriend. And um, they did this whole thing where they accidentally lost a bunch of ballots when it was hap- when the election was happening at the store. Um <laughs> And they're just like flipping out, freaked out about it. And then the end of the episode, the people who are like doing the the running the election are like, we lost 50 ballots. And then the other person's like, hey, that's way down from last year. (laughs) <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and like the, the thing is the system's always been fucked on this stuff it's just like yeah. you're only paying attention now yeah and the same thing mm-hmm. goes it's like really it's hard to it's hard to account for how many people died during like well i mean during the black death because like there wasn't proper records for that stuff like right. everything's always using weird estimates that doesn't mean it's not real though yeah that's right. just it's like our elections are still... we have yeah, <laughs> and our elections are still, like, slave-owner math, so it's like, like, from the very That's beginning, fair. it's it's always been, like, kind of, like, by design off, and we've just been, like, trying to, like, massage it to, like, a more ideal way of counting, while still keeping yeah. a lot of the rules from when it was like, yeah, like, groups of people weren't people, so they don't count. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, like, the counting stuff is, I think, maybe the more boring conspiracy theories to me. What's been fun, wacko shit, was digging into the scapegoating and bioengineering type stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's always fun. Like, I mean, for instance, they always find a way to blame the Jews. Uh,
2: yes. Right-wingers, <laughs> they, they always drag It's just them kind in. of in the process, <laughs> like, well, on, it's, it's... Well, on the conspiracy <laughs> checklist.
1: that's true yeah you got to get that one in you got to cover your
2: bases
1: (laughs) well that's also uh apparently the do one started with the iranian press though from what i was digging up is they yeah the the iranian government was like we're not government the iranian press was like running a story it was like this is all israel israel did it um and so that's like so then that spread over here and then there was this whole fight and so that's fun. I, I was looking at the ADL freaking out about that. Um, but then on the me- and the and completely reverse thing is in India, everyone's blaming Muslims. For- <laughs> so what I kind of like about, I mean, no, I don't like this, this is bad, but what's funny about this stuff <laughs> is every country has their own conspiracies and it's just based off of the group that that country doesn't like. Yeah. i i just like yeah that's <laughs> not
2: surprising
1: it always happens like you always have your group to, to like scapegoat so like yeah it, there was a a super spreader event that was related to um oh some muslim holiday i'm blanking on what it was um and the uh you know a bunch of like hindu nationalists were like see that's where the disease came from because it was like early on enough in the disease that they you know they had a big event and didn't like you know, and it spread. <laughs> like,
2: I, I will say, like on a bright side, I feel like the like the Wuhan lab um, discourse has kind of petered out. I don't hear much about that anymore. Yeah, let's let's
1: get into like what, what happened there. <laughs> if you, um, well, so like, China so... was
2: concocting a bioweapon and yeah, they they accidentally were, were... released uh, a little bit, just a little bit of the COVID.
1: Like the title music of The Simpsons where he accidentally drops the like, green vial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: That's kind of what's happening here.
1: Okay, so the one I was digging into is the the Lee Men lee Mengyan, yan i believe i'm pronouncing her name right did you guys follow that i did not lee no. Meng. okay so this this hong kong this hong kong scientist came to light and claimed that um she'd been working at the university of hong kong and studying the person-to-person spread of like sars and stuff and so she she was like uh, she discovered that COVID-19 had this like person-to-person spread, and the WHO and Chinese government had completely ignored it. Um, and then she, once she'd cut ties with the Hong Kong University, she, in September this year, posted a paper claiming that COVID-19 did not originate from animal-human interaction. It was made in a lab. Um, I believe it. And so she, she posted it on Zenodo, which is... Um, it's a fun website. It it looks very professional. It looks like JSTOR or any of those like professional like paper publishing sites, but it's completely open. Anybody can just post on it. Oh, yes. So she, she, <laughs> so she posted it on this open access repository. Um and later it was dug up that this paper was like partially funded by Rule of the Rule of Law Society, which is an organization founded by Steve Bannon.
0: Oh, <laughs>
2: neat. <laughs>
1: And so um like people started digging into this paper and they're like, this is like crazy. Uh so like the South China Morning Post couldn't find any of the other co-authors that she said. Like yeah. they, they didn't exist, she'd completely made them up. And then the paper, they like go through the citations and the paper is citing other unpublished papers. Um they're it's citing blogs and it's citing like obscure websites like in comic
2: sans and stuff. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> hey now, that's how I got through college.
1: <laughs> so the whole thing like caved in like crazy and then Uh, she tried to publish another paper in October claiming that the disease was developed by the CCP. Um, and just all these like, like scientists were stepping in and just ripping the paper to shreds, but like the damage had already been done and it was like already getting circulated. Like, I'm pretty sure my dad, um, even said this to me at one point where he's like, well, you know, it was invented in like a lab in China. We know that now. Because you know, there's this paper that everybody can point at. Even though if you look into the paper, you could just rip it apart like immediately. It's it's a terrible paper.
2: But see, that's the nice thing about and, stuff like that is, and and the really nice thing about like our post-truth era, it doesn't really matter that uh, that it was wrong because nobody. It's like when uh, when you share this information <laughs> on Twitter and then you post a correction in the thread below. No one reads the thread below, and nobody checks back. It Doesn't matter. Yeah,
1: it's irrelevant. And so like the the funniest part was the the Hong Kong University like stepped in. Uh and they were like, yeah, so okay, so Li Meng, she, she did study at our university, but she didn't study person-to-person contact of viruses. She was studying co- something completely different.
2: <laughs> She's in she, our communication <laughs> program, it was person-to-person contact, but it didn't have anything to do with viruses. It was yeah, how
1: people talk mostly. <laughs> Anyway, that was fun. That was a fun one to dig up. That's that's so. cool.
2: Yeah, I was uh, I was told early on that it was not only was it designed in a lab, but the bio it was a bio weapon that was created to basically mutate in twelve different stages that would, you know, progressively start developing worse and worse symptoms mm. until we all just pretty much died. Like a game if you've played the, the mobile game Damn pandemic. It. I'm so pissed um, yes. at you. I was
1: about to make that joke. <laughs> <Madagascar>. <laughs> I, I was gonna be like, "Yeah, it looks like it's not that bad right now," because they're trying to save up all their DNA points right. so that they can purchase organ failure. <laughs> yeah, I mean
2: that's the winning strategy, right? You hold out, and COVID's already kind of failed that. You want to hold out as long as you can before you. You don't want to get any symptoms. Yeah, yeah, so you need to go undetected. You know, humanity's already finished the cure and this is where uh the game pandemic falls apart where distribution of that cure really isn't part of the game but it should be that's true um, that's true so i i i would like to write a note to the developers and let them know that they've kind of fucked it up that's true yeah pandemic is like my go-to plane ride game It's um, it, same
0: yeah when so the that virus
2: first
1: started i played it a bunch
2: I I bet a lot of people did, because I've noticed that the app itself, like the game itself, they've changed the thumbnail on it. They've added a, like, cure mode where you play as the scientists uh, creating a cure instead. (laughs)
0: Uh,
2: Like, they've put a lot into it, so clearly they've had quite a bit of a a boost in interest. Yeah. What do you think, Will?
1: I, I don't know. Like, I... With conspiracy theories like I like entertaining them but a lot of times like it's like is is that what's happening or like are we just like kind of stupid apes <laughs> and, like, is it, like is it a string of like could it be a string of just like really stupid coincidences and that's like the whole paper thing um, yeah. I don't know one of my friends told me yesterday about like the whole like the American government has been working with space aliens. <laughs> I
2: buy that.
1: I, I, I believe
0: that one. Yeah, <laughs> like,
1: a guy who worked with Israel's space program was like, yeah, that's actually happening. And, like, the aliens basically, like, just step in to keep us from, like, killing ourselves. Like, like every a, once really in a while, like, they, they keep preventing World War Three, but, like, they they don't <laughs> want us to know that they exist because, like, we're stupid apes. But like at the same time, they're like our babysitters and they step in and they're like, no, like, don't honestly do that. just let it happen.
2: <laughs> like, yeah, they they could just just let us let us end it.
1: <laughs> and so I'm waiting to see how like that connects with the monoliths that keep popping up and like,
2: oh, yeah, yeah, they're rivets and uh <laughs> Somebody
1: said they were amazed we haven't brought up the monoliths yet. Oh, in this there, show, there you it go. It seems very up our God alley. God damn it! Um, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Has anybody um, looked into the monoliths? I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm buying the thing that it's viral marketing for. Like, I think, funny, yeah, I think it's a bank scene. Yeah, <laughs> I followed it.
2: I, my theory is that it started out as an art project, and now it's just a bunch of copycats. Because if you look at the different monoliths, they're all kind of different from each other. Mm -hmm. um the first one was i think probably the like the highest quality and technically Mm -hmm. they're not like monoliths because i think that that the that mandates that they be a solid piece of probably stone or metal but they are not that um so somebody is probably just going through and setting these up as a a now continued art thing i think if it is a viral marketing campaign um they've royally fucked it yeah and probably yeah, and broken quite a few laws to do it.
0: Um, we got... S-
1: this is such a weird thing. I, I feel like I'm getting... Because of our like global media and stuff, we're getting more and more used to just weird shit happening on a global level and then moving on. Because mm-hmm. like, well, the yeah. modelists just don't occupy any of
2: my thought right now. and well, I, n- Nor ex- should they. They're not really that credible. Like, It's, no, it's I, fun, I, <laughs> but it's not... I think, I think my buddy Mo actually
1: put it well, where he's just like, there's only a very specific and weird type of person that cares about the <laughs> monoliths because like, yeah, the only people that care about is like the group of uh, weird fascists that went and, like tried to desecrate it one time. <laughs> like, That's the kind of people that I care about is like people that think this is like a sign of a satanic, like takeover or something. It's not yeah, it's, normal. I mean, folks.
2: I, I will say I, I thought it was kind of fun. Like when it first started, when they found the first monolith, I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. And I, you know, assumed it was an art, like some artist had thrown it out there. Right. But there's a lot of like interesting questions behind that. Like it's in a very remote area. Somebody found it on Google Earth and then somebody else was actually able from like that picture. Ah. Yeah. from that picture they were able to like no sorry they from that picture of the original picture that the people had found it they were able to triangulate the location just based off like like the scenery surrounding it yeah. um like it was actually really remarkable what they were able to do from that's just a picture cool. um uh, and then and then it disappeared um and guess- that's cool but then it started appearing other places and then a bunch of holes and appeared it got in boring. it and yeah. it became kind of a touristy thing and that was lame but i i don't know i thought it was kind of fun it was like a, an interesting break from everything this year it's like oh what could that be um do you guys do you guys remember the
1: clowns yeah yeah i was just thinking about that. i was like <laughs> there was a period yeah, where we were all afraid of like people dressed as clowns like they weren't doing anything they were it, just standing there being clowns and like people were like "Nah, i'm going to get murdered
2: and, so like, that was the a, biggest
1: thing to be afraid of at a time.
2: There was, like, a death threat from one of the quote-unquote clowns uh, at my college, and they locked down the entire school.
1: Uh, <laughs> for those who weren't paying attention in 2017, I think that was, yeah. there was just this, like, few weeks where, like, the news was filled with these bizarre clown sightings where, like, clowns were attacking tourists and stuff. It was, it was all over the world. Wait, let me find the Wikipedia page for this. This was crazy.
2: Yeah, it was And then was we just insane. forgot about it. Like, and everybody was saying that it was like a, a viral marketing thing for, uh, for it. For the second, it,
1: for it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It was in 2016. It was in 2016. Okay,
2: I will say, though, that is the first time that I got uh, served at a bar before I was 21 that night when we had the whole <laughs> So thing. it was a good thing So overall. it all worked out for me. Uh, yeah.
1: Jesus, like the list of 2016 clown sightings, it's like a really long list of all the different places. Like mm-hmm. every single state has them. Uh, and then you got like Australia, Brazil, Canada, Chile, Croatia, Denmark, Finland, Germany, Ireland, New Mexico. It's yeah, it's that's a lot. It's a lot.
0: <laughs>
2: so you want you want to hear my running theory, uh, my, my crazy conspiracy theory that's totally unrelated to anything we're talking about. Let's do it. All right. So instances of the Mandela effect started to get popular in early 2013 Mm -hmm. and that's when that started to get popularized in the media the mayans predicted that the world would end in 2012 (laughs) and my belief is that we are in a uh in a quantum entanglement process where the world did in fact end uh in 2012 but we have been essentially ported to a another potentially unstable dimension where collectively we misremember the past because the past was slightly different. And now we're living a different future going forward into whatever fresh hell um, awaits us. I think that makes sense. So that's that's my running theory. I think that adds up.
1: My personal theory that I've had since like. 2016 i don't know when we first did it uh the large hadrian collider Mm -hmm. i don't know if people remember like there was there was we were all kind of like scared for a while because it was like we're just gonna throw shit in it and see what happens um i think we turned it on and it killed all of us and Mm -hmm. we're in hell right now but it's (laughs) the it's the boiling the frog scenario so like things are Mm -hmm. just going to very gradually get more insane
2: yeah it's like like by time
1: we really figure it out like when when like satan or whatever like pops out from behind the curtain like surprise like we we will be like yeah that makes sense and i think like but i think like we're getting there but it was it's going to like oh yeah there was a plague and like Everything just kept getting worse and worse, and everybody lost their job and everybody's losing their house. and It's just (laughs) like, yeah, that that makes sense. I get it now.
2: (laughs) See, I'm a universalist, but not in the traditional sense. I believe that everyone goes to hell. Oh, Catholic. (laughs)
1: uh my my theory is uh, more a meta theory about conspiracies um it's more just We're talking okay.
2: about conspiracies oh
1: uh so <laughs> um so th- i don't remember what it was, 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 was there's a sociologist that i like saw, ran into at some point when i was dicking around on the internet who, who kind of claimed that like Conspiracy theories are the modern equivalent, the, the modern secular equivalent of end times conspiracies, like end times prophecies that
0: mm-hmm. would
1: happen in the old days. Um, and so generally people point to end times prophecies happening during big monumental shifts in society. So there's like all sorts of crazy millennial movements that happened during um like the reformation and like leading up to the French revolution, all the peasants were like getting onto these kicks where they thought the end times were coming and, and weird pastors were like, you know, revving them up and getting them scared about it. Mm-hmm. So I think this just, I think the rise of these weird conspiracy theories is just representing a pretty major, like psychical shift that's going on um, where we're, we're kind of like moving on to some, some new era. Uh, that's my, that's kind of the, the thing I secretly believe.
2: Yeah, I mean there is a psychic shift. Also the,
1: happening. also the CIA assassinated Thomas Merton. That's my that's my <laughs> conspiracy theory. I
2: believe <laughs> I buy it.
1: Come on, they yeah Thomas Merton. They he was like a he was like uh, an abolitionist monk or whatever, and he uh, was found dead like electrocuted in Taiwan with an injury on the back of his head and someone was just like ah he had a heart attack
2: <laughs> classic <laughs> oh, wait, let's see what what's in, what's in, heart attack God, fell no, backward see. bumped his head all makes yeah. sense <sighs>
1: Yeah, heart failure in due part to an electric shock. There's no autopsy, and there was again just a giant wound on the back
2: of his head. Yeah, they hooked up a car battery to his nipples <laughs> and hit him with a fucking tire iron. Uh,
1: in conclusion, everything's fucked. That's that's what we're getting. At here. <laughs> everything, everything You're is Everyone knows shit's fucked. Everybody knows
0: shit's fucked.
1: Yeah, wouldn't, as wouldn't that be some shit if it's like the only way to properly administer time. the Wonderful. vaccination oh, know, is we pump well, Joe Biden full of drugs and then he, he has to breathe on them?
2: He's got to lightly kiss on you the on the forehead or on the lips. Just a quick peck from Joe Biden on the lips and you won't get COVID. Is it worth it? I don't know, man. it's the sacrifice that he's willing to make for his country he will he will give and this is his campaign promise every u.s citizen just a little peck on the lips
1: (laughs) smooches on the cheek for all that is my campaign promise
2: joe biden just a little peck (laughs)
1: explaining that to our kids it's like so we got trump for four years and then after that the following president sexually assaulted literally all of us but it was (laughs) but it was it was to stop it was to stop the plague like you don't understand it's not like what is happening right now (laughs) it's like well william shakespeare tried it first and he died
2: (laughs) (laughs) this is where we find out that it truly is hell (laughs)
1: And we were uh, still trying to figure out how the hell Trump survived it. And it's like, yeah, you have to you have to <laughs> funnel it through an octogenarian. <laughs> like that's the only way that like the, the actual vaccine works. Yeah, it'll be fun to explain this time in our life to uh, our, our children. Although I do think that's pretty confident, assuming that there will be a generation yeah. after this one. <laughs> but... Children, like, no, like, that's the fucked up thing. Uh, children of men, when, like, humanity can't reproduce, like, all, all the adults in that movie are millennials, like, and it's like, it's supposed to happen soon. Like,
2: uh, yeah, Apparently one of a... the uh, lasting effects of COVID is erectile dysfunction. Yes, oh, great. which I was very clear uh, to my yes. roommate about. I sent him lots of articles and and definitely mentioned to him, you probably are going to get erectile dysfunction. He did not appreciate it in any way. You
1: are such a <laughs> shitty roommate. <laughs> Look,
0: I just wanted him to be prepared. <laughs> then he wouldn't be able to get off.
1: Hey, you know how while. you feel like shit right now? Hey, you know how you feel sick and coughing all the time and your lungs feel like they're on fire? You're probably not going to get it up either.
2: <laughs> and not for a while either. That's that's a lasting yeah. effect for a the bit. The thing
1: is, yeah, in the future, uh, you're not going to have kids. <laughs> I hope that one will cheer you up. I mean, well, I mean, the new video game Cyberpunk 2077 is finally released. And in that game, you can get two working penises. And they do say that video games are a power fantasy, so that may be, like, the moral sound. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's fucking loaded with some Freudian Yeah, just like, like the, oh, the, the vaccine's gotta break your dick, but, like, here's right here's there. a video game that will give you two, but, like, yeah, in IRL, <laughs> like, say goodbye to all of that.
2: <sighs> should we, uh, Josiah, should we start our Let's Play channel uh, based around cy- Cyberpunk 2077? You know what? Why not? We can uh, we can have just like giant dongs and, and hang out uh, with
1: Keanu Reeves. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually not sure what else
2: is involved in that game. All I really know about is just the dong is, customization. Apparently,
1: you can get two, yeah, two penises. That's what I've been told. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to do a Freudian read of, of that, though. That seems like a good use of my time.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: like the Freudian concept of penis envy. Usually, we think of that as like. Um, according to Freud, that cis women want want a penis, but actually, what that means is is that cis men want another penis. That's what <laughs> penis enemy. <laughs> is.
2: Penis enemy doesn't stop, and men
0: with two penises want a third. <laughs>
2: never
1: satisfy
2: the penis <laughs> it's like the you know money can't buy happiness um, and really it's additional money can't buy happiness but the the same is true of penises more penises won't truly make you happier but you will always desire more penises and it's that hunt for more penises that makes you miserable in the first place <laughs> Unless, of course, you don't have sufficient penises to, you know, fund daily living activities. This is a
1: beautiful existentialist read on on the desire for more penises. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We must, you know, like Sisyphus pushing pushing a penis up the mountain. We, We must imagine Sisyphus smiling as he does that.
2: Yeah, until it's just like a fucking hydra down there. Yeah, it's like, like goddamn every, Medusa.
1: Everybody eventually. The end game is for everybody to look like a Nick Cave sound suit, just <laughs> <laughs> just this uh, undulating <laughs> mass. <laughs> that's that's the goal. You may not like it, but this is peak. This is peak performance.
2: <laughs>
0: Well,
1: it was some good, good COVID content we got going on here. Great content, guys. Really We're... insightful. <laughs> Man, I... if only my professors knew what I was using my liberal arts degree for.
2: <laughs> I, I think that, that part of the uh, the subconscious reason for getting so sidetracked in this episode um Everybody is so deeply burnt out on COVID, ourselves included. The thought of sitting down and talking about it for hours. That's true.
1: But you know what makes it more fun? What?
2: 5G. 5G. <laughs> I I do have something to say about 5G, um okay, separate yeah. of COVID before we dive in. Is it
1: in. is it your is it your mom texting you about the 5G stuff?
2: No, that's that's directly related to COVID. So I was going to talk about that a bit later. But oh, yes, I uh, so I you know, I have a 5G phone um, and I recently went somewhere where 5G is offered, did not notice a big difference. Um, I
1: but you had this cough all of a sudden. And like, yeah, I mean, I
2: I started getting like this burn on the <laughs> on the side of my arm. I couldn't I, breathe. I couldn't taste, wasn't able couldn't to taste, taste or anyone. smell anything. Um, and as soon as I turned my phone off, uh, that went away. Just like all at once, which was interesting, but probably unrelated. Anyway, I just wanted to say I, I think it's overhyped.
1: Last episode we talked about how your your mom texts you conspiracy stuff with an open mind and she's like, mm-hmm. what do you think of this? And it's yep. like <laughs> and <laughs> So did that happen with 5G?
2: Recently, recently my mom sent um sent me an article on the similarities between COVID-19 and uh, the supposed symptoms of exposure to electromagnetic fields. Um, And along with the, huh, this is interesting. What do you think? (laughs) Um, And so basically, you know, one of the big things, there's a lot of people out there who are saying that 5G is causing COVID, like direct direct cause for COVID that's how it's caused that's how it's spread and so on and so forth and one of the big things that they point to in this is the fact that areas that have recently gotten 5g networks and 5g installations are disproportionately impacted by COVID Uh, ignoring the fact (laughs) that the only places that get 5g are big cities with lots of people Um, you know and also to which I responded I don't have 5G where I live. My roommate has COVID. How does that work? <laughs> to which she asked, well, was he somewhere near 5G recently? <laughs> no!
1: There's, there's this XKCD comic. Yeah, I feel like a, a dork referencing an XKCD comic, but it makes me think of what you're talking about right now. One second. a second. Uh, here, I'm sending it. There, this one. <laughs>
2: nice nice yeah see, i say we don't yeah. explain it in the chat but just kind of always, I, yeah, you I'm, you I'm know, just all yeah I'm, ex-
1: I'm gonna explain it uh <laughs> no it's no it's just the comic is pointing out that you can take geographic maps which like show population density um and you can basically just make any conclusion you want out of it so it's like Three maps that say our site's users, subscribers to Martha Stewart living, and consumers of furry pornography, <laughs> and they're all dense in the same areas, and the guys like, see the business implications are clear. This is the shit that goes on with the five g I think like pretty frequently, where it's like, don't you see it gets hit the hardest in these areas, and it's like, no, it's a population thing, like of course it does right what do you like five uh, oh, g man, um. So 5G is fun because it started from this guy, uh, Thomas Cowan. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. And I don't really care because he's a piece of shit. Uh, but he uh, he's like this alternative medicine guy. And he claimed that obviously 5G is doing it because, and this is the exact thing we just said, Africa isn't having as many cases as us. Hmm, and there's no 5G in Africa. And I think that's basically straightforward. Uh, Honestly, and so I, his, he's got a point. His whole video like got fucking circulated by like John Cusack and Woody Harrelson and like all these fucking celebrities were like, huh, I think that's a great point. And that's why we fucking have my mom, not my mom's not doing it, your mom uh, <laughs> being like, <laughs> 5G is like doing this. It's because of John Cusack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also Here's- a fun co- counter conspiracy. Oh. Uh that the whole idea of 5G being responsible was planted by Russia. Yes. Of course. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> always. It's always, it's always Russia.
2: Russia. So, there are some um here's my 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 conspiracy theory on the conspiracy theory. There are some legitimate reasons why a lot of cities don't want uh 5G uh brought into their yeah, city. Yeah, all the COVID. Uh well, n- like le- legitimate reasons. So yeah. one big thing is that the cost of these 5G installations largely get pushed onto the city. So like if oh, Verizon's okay. coming through and doing a 5G installation, the city's usually going to be the one footing the bill for that. Um, and 5G isn't like 4G or 3G in that they can just throw it up on a cell tower and call it good. 5G, you get about... it's it's. Is it like 700 meter it's a very small area that each repeater Mm. covers so you need a lot of them and um you know the city of uh i think it was the city of lincolnshire up near chicago you know they've got pretty strict rules on what the what places what the place looks like what you can put where for the for the appeal and they didn't want all these 5g repeaters up and also it was expensive and also they need to go everywhere Um, So my conspiracy theory is that the city governments are peddling the conspiracy theories and recirculating them to help get 5g removed from their areas or not put in
1: that that might make sense. Actually, I don't know I could see that I'd have to research it more No, no,
2: no, you should take it at face value (laughs) In fact, don't even check my sources. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you don't have any sources Source, I got a man on, me, on the bro. inside just I talked to
0: someone me. in government <laughs> uh, I'll be right back alright
2: all right. Uh, <clears throat> okay I'm back welcome back uh, if you hear chewing in the background it's because I'm eating yeah I think
1: we're all yeah I was like I'm, I'm snacking also so <laughs> oh man no it's yeah so uh 5g um i where do it it's bad people think 5g is responsible and it's not i don't know what to say anymore i mean the interesting stuff is like uh there's a bunch of shit scum people that keep pushing this thing and it's leading to like real world consequences though so like back in april over the course of like a couple weeks um, I think it was in the UK, 20 different mobile phone towers got vandalized by people who are convinced 5G was doing it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Most of these towers were 3G and 4G towers, of course. Uh, but, you know, like, like nobody knows. Nobody knows what 5G actually is, I think. Um, so there's that. There's been a bunch of burnings and stuff, though, too. Like there were 29 instances of attempted arson um, oh, wow. of like phone masts in the Netherlands in May um and then like ireland has been dealing with issues with it too uh, and engineers working for open reach keep having to post like pleas begging people from anti-5g facebook groups to like stop abusing them and doxing them and shit so you know like it's it's getting pretty fucked up actually and it makes me nervous of where the uh where the vaccine how the vaccine is gonna work out because you mm-hmm. see people willing to burn down towers and stuff now
0: mm-hmm.
1: like when they start asking you to you know get a vaccine like are, are we going to see like doctors getting shot and stuff like uh. I don't know. We'll find
2: out. That'll be really interesting. Yeah, it's
1: like we have no choice but to be- just kind of. It's the meme where it's like you can only watch. and It's like the <laughs> it's the trolley question, but it's just like one train track and just bodies just running over yeah. thousands like, of people. It's like you can only just watch. So that's the only thing you can do. But no, like what I have seen that like works personally for me is like you just have to kind of like out crazy the conspiracy theorist person mm. where they're like well, why are they designing the 5G towers like trees? it's like, well, because birds aren't real. <laughs> <laughs> I saw somebody on Twitter and I, I feel bad not citing them, but I do not remember the tweet because this was months ago and that's basically eons on Twitter. Um, but they, they had an Uber driver that was like, I don't wear the mask. You know, that's a way of, of controlling us. And he replied like, Oh man, I've been wearing the mask, so you know it, it keeps the government's face recognition software on its. On its
0: face. <laughs> yep. yeah. <laughs> Jokes uh,
2: on you. Yeah, that's All basically you're doing what you have is to do. Like training data, so that their facial recognition <laughs> software can see through masks. Jesus, I'm gonna you just have uh, to like
1: uh, yeah. out. You just have to corner that market. Like as soon as you see it on the horizon, and you see that they're going down the conspiracy theory, you have to hit them with like a wilder conspiracy theory <laughs> just, just coming from the like, opposite side yeah and it's like this weird psychological mad libs game that you're playing with people and it's,
0: this, it's this like... is
1: this is why you need to get to know your like weird tankies like you don't have to agree with them but you got to start getting to know like the weird online maoists because they've always got shit they've always got shit <laughs> You know, you got to get really well versed in the whole, the like the more is Nazi propaganda and just all that shit. You got to get it ready to go. You know, that'll, that'll show them. <laughs> There's a fun 5G uh, evangelical pastor that I was reading about named Jonathan Jones. Um, and he was like claiming that, uh, you know, like 5G was responsible for everything. Um, and he claimed that he it was formerly... He formerly headed the largest business unit at Vodafone, uh, but insiders at the company said that he was hired for a sales position in 2014. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. I like how all these conspiracy people are like right. obvious charlatans, like as soon as you do any digging into their past.
2: Yeah, it's like uh, our technical writer at NASA.
1: Yeah, from the from the Moon Landing episode. Yeah, I love that shit. <laughs> because, yeah, you could do that all the time. Where, yeah.
2: See, that's what I do with healthcare. It's like, yeah, no, I work in healthcare.
0: Sure, you know I run a, so like a marketing a Graphic team. designer, yeah.
2: <laughs> for for a tech startup that works in healthcare, but you know I work in health. <laughs> I'm basically a doctor. Do you guys ever watch Plandemic? No, no.
1: Mom tried good. to get me to watch it. Your mom got my mom to watch it, and I was um, living with my parents at the time, so my mom showed it to me uh. so that I could help her vet it yeah and i was like no that's that's all pretty wrong (laughs) yeah my my poor mom she she is actually by disposition not conspiracy theoristy like at all but she's surrounded by other homeschool moms who are so she's always like this doesn't seem right but all my friends are talking about this and then like send me like an a candace owen video or something like mom nope your gut is right that is very wrong
2: (laughs) yeah i've kind of given up (laughs) i tried i tried really hard for a while to kind of argue back and you know do some research and all that but i it's just not worth it i understand i even tell her i work in healthcare.
1: (laughs) that's that's my favorite thing well like i mean it's favorite in a sad way i guess but Like that keeps happening on Twitter is I'll see some like weirdo libertarian who's got a pretty nice echo chamber where they're only following other libertarians. Mm -hmm. Um, And they'll post something like, do you know a single person that got COVID? And then nobody's replying to them. So everybody's like, oh, no, I don't. You're right. And then somebody will finally get it to like crack over onto a different part of Twitter. And then all of the replies are filled with like, yeah, I'm a doctor. I see them, like, all the time. Yeah, I, the doctors like, aren't real. I, I,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's,
1: it's, it's, like, happened to me, I think, more than once where I've seen that. Where people, the same guy, like, same few people will always post, like, I don't even know anybody who's got it. And then the replies are filled with, like, nurses and stuff. who are like,
2: no, no, we, it, it's real, dude. Like, I don't know. And it, I like, will say, a lot of the doctors that I... <laughs> On the flip side of that, a lot of the doctors that I know are, like, really confusingly unconcerned about it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. That's also a fair point, is I think we think of doctors, too, as, like, really smart, because they are, in the thing that they study. Uh, but, the, like, it's, you know, doctors don't just study medicine. They study how to react to medicine. They don't study, like, or not how to react to diseases, not, um, like... How to study diseases—that's a separate field—and uh, so that—that's why you can like sometimes see doctors who like start peddling conspiracy theories and stuff is because they're not—I yeah, mean, actually they're actually trained in well, right—and they're not actually trained in you know how to research diseases.
2: Yeah, I think that you know it—it it is worthwhile to note that there's a lot more, um, <clears throat> a lot more guesswork that ha- not necessarily guesswork, but as with anything in science, when we say we know things, often it's we know things for now until we figure out something better or things aren't as yeah. usually as final as this or that. <clears throat> and I think that yeah. their perspective can tend to be skewed, um, depending on their career and, and so on and so forth. And also like there's, there is a very real degree that when you're a doctor, you're kind of desensitized to human life.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Um, that's true.
2: So, there, there's a lot of factors at play. Um, and, and, and most of the doctors that I know are like very, very late career, like, don't really practice medicine and are more because again, I work in the business side of healthcare, I don't really come in much contact with clinical staff. So many of the doctors I know are uh, no longer practicing. Yeah,
1: well, Let's, let's give our you know, our final takeaways from this discussion, I think, and then move on to end segments.
2: All right. And uh, uh, I think it's good to be noted that Josiah has to agree unilaterally with whatever my take is. Okay. Jared, um,
1: what's your take?
2: My take is that COVID-19 was not only developed in a lab, but the Wuhan lab, actually, the Wuhan lab that, that started the China virus actually <clears throat> distributed it through 5G, which they, uh, <clears throat> which they probably researched earlier. And that Josiah Sutton is the mastermind behind why you have to deal with COVID and that if you're upset about COVID, Josiah is the one that you should be taking it out on, and he is directly responsible for the 5G, the Wuhan lab, the conspiracy theories that this is like a real virus, and uh, everything else around that. So so if you're upset about about COVID-19 and you think that it's impacted you personally, financially, or otherwise, uh, speak with Josiah. And I am working on organizing a class action lawsuit against him that Josiah is currently supporting as well.
1: Yeah, I was like, Josiah, you have to agree to... Like, somewhere in here, you're supposed to agree to like a class action lawsuit against (laughs) yourself. For sure, for sure. And obviously, I agree with everything that my colleague just said. Um... (laughs) Piggybacking off of that, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, this has represented a pretty massive failure from our state officials and also from our fellow men. Uh, and so I'm uh, mostly just disappointed. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. That's my that's my takeaway from probably. all right. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, birds aren't real. Like that's that's where I'm at. Like. <laughs> birds aren't real and um yeah two dicks that's where we're at (laughs) nice and i'll there's music playing right now as we're fading away and and i'll even include me saying that as we're fading right now and then it'll stop and then we're gonna fade back in to all the cool end segments we have so another four hours probably um, and it's, it's going to be good. You cool with that? Well, I'm cool.
2: <laughs> I do have to get up at like five, so let's hurry up.
1: <laughs> oh, man, I got so many Twitter news, man. This is going to yeah. suck.
0: <laughs> oh, wow.
1: So now we're moving on to Patreon So Will uh, You have to give us An ad for our Patreon Okay Okay. Um, Uh, Let me me send you the link To the Patreon if you want to take a look at it You don't have to, you could also just Pretty much say whatever you want and I'll stick music Under it, but There's this if you want it Uh, Yeah, you should support these guys Because this this was a pretty Fun time that I had on a uh, Tuesday evening Um, they brightened an unemployed man in his thirties day. So, yeah, you should absolutely, you should absolutely support these guys. Uh, moving on to that. Do we have, we don't have any new Patreon people, do we, Jared? Uh,
2: no, no new Patreon people. Uh, No new reviews.
1: (laughs) But I think we might have an email.
2: And no email.
1: No email? That fucker?
2: That son of a bitch. Our, you know, our, our plant who who we planted to send us an email, neglected to send us an email.
1: He took the money and
2: ran.
1: What the hell, man? I don't know if he was gonna. He just, he just, um, he messaged me asking what time we were recording because he has to send an email. So I assumed there'd be an email. Maybe it's this just is- an
2: unrelated email to someone else and that's just a reminder for him, totally unrelated to the show. It's like, oh, gotta send an email. I'm so mad. Well, and let me, I don't think that we have anything new on, unless somebody left a review in the last hour or two, which they did not. not. All right. Well,
1: I guess that moves us on to uh, my favorites. I hate you so much.
2: Welcome to parlor news. <laughs>
0: God damn it.
2: LATAM for Trump posts that if the Supreme Court does not overturn the fraud, 80 million people who voted for Trump will. When institutions fail, civil disobedience strikes and work stoppages will ensue. The American people vote for Trump, not fraud. Dinesh says, massive civil disobedience would paralyze the country and force a moral reckoning i'm thinking of what martin luther king jr accomplished with a small fraction of the people that we have on our side
1: <laughs> twitter news uh, well thank you for that segment within a segment of parlor news um, this is Twitter news, which is, like I think you said in the last episode, and I liked it quite a bit, you said that Parlor News is the fucked up reality in which Twitter news is somehow the more palatable one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so our first tweet we've got today uh, comes from at Gen X Joker. Um, this is from a thread. I don't really want to get into it. It's a bunch of Kamala people, though. It's a bunch of Harris people. Oh, speaking of that, Jared, you said Camilla instead of Kamala like twice in the last episode. It was really annoying. Uh, Camilla. (laughs) Just wanted, just wanted to get you out. Yeah. Okay. Said Camilla Harris. Camilla Harris. Yeah, just wanted to throw that out there.
2: Good to know.
1: All right, so someone was bringing up the whole, you know, Biden and Obama memes that were happening when Obama left office. And they're like, I hope we see equivalent of that for Kamala and Joe now. Um, And it's it's just an incredibly grainy meme that they produced to show what they hope. Uh, Would someone like to read this? Yeah, I'll go ahead. uh, (laughs) Wait, one of of you should be Biden and one of you should be Harris. I'll be (laughs) Biden, (laughs) I guess. I'll take Biden. Sure. All right. So Trump refuses a peaceful transfer.
2: Mm, yes, Joe, it appears that way.
1: Does that mean on moving day I can burst in singing, I came in like a wrecking ball?
2: No, Joe. And that's comedy. That's comedy, folks. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. That was good comedy. I enjoy a good comedy now and again. Oh,
1: man. I love a comedy. Let's see. Next up, we got... um, So, okay, there's a theme of a lot of these here. Uh, So Eli Valley posted recently... Uh, a comic if you don't know who eli valley is he's, he's actually one of my favorite political cartoonists from this time uh he's a jewish uh cartoonist political cartoonist who frequently gets accused of being anti-semitic uh because people don't click or read about him ever uh anyway so he did a thing where he made fun of barack obama um we've got we've got kelly v v halen Uh, talking about how we have a we have got a real problem on the left a problem she says they're facing immense pushback sure but the movement is getting more racist anti-semitic and hyperbolic i'm so concerned about this for real all the comments are like hell yeah piss off the right people it's fucking MAGA, and it's scary this (laughs) is MAGA, and they're just sharing more eli valley and accusing him of being Valley and claiming that Eli Valley is is the Ben Garrison of the left, um, so that's good. I, nice. I it's just kind of been bumming me out. I don't know. I just really like how like more... Eli Valley has like this very grim style that's just like it's just designed oh, to be the so most good. the most bleak imagery possible. And like what is happening right now in response to this thing is like it happening in real life like he won't be able to like it's like the best thing is just like looking at the response to it and it is a eli valley drawing just watching like people call him like a nazi or whatever just uh it's it's pretty funny i, I part of it is um and uh so the other person i sent i was going to send here just is another person claiming that ben garrison is or he's the ben garrison of the left And somebody else is adding that it's got the racism of Ben Garrison. And I think what's really like, somebody pointed this out and I'm blanking on it, who it is now. But it was like, someone was pointing out that like for most liberals don't understand what racist caricatures and blackface actually look like. And so they just assume if somebody draws a black person, it's racist um and i think that's kind of what's going on here because like this is not really a racist caricature like at all it doesn't have the look of that but they're just like you can't criticize obama or draw a picture of obama without it being racist in the mind of a lot of these liberals i don't know and this is incredibly tame compared to like how he portrays like people that he has a problem with like (laughs) (laughs) like the (laughs) the ever-growing evolution of trump like over the past four years of how he's drawn him yeah it's just like let me see if i could show jared what what his depictions of like trump look like oh boy oh yeah there we go that's the good stuff right there like this is this is uh his his depiction of trump
2: oh boy Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just this massive blob of meatball with hair, it's like,
2: <laughs> like sk- spaghetti monster kind of deal.
1: <laughs> and So yeah, Obama's just like kind of just looks not like that at all. He looks human, so that's a that's <laughs> yeah. a step. Uh, yeah, Eli Valley. Everybody should follow Eli Valley. Yeah, he's, he's, he's great. He's really good. Uh, let's Which, see. Moving finding him on Eli Facebook Valley was like kind was, of just like a little of sunshine that i was like oh he actually is on facebook so yeah, so yeah. now i can actually like send it <laughs> i can post it and just like piss off all of my family members it was just like yeah 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 what I'm. About. yeah i i just started following him on facebook too i was yeah i was happy about that as well i really want to get his uh like what, what's the book he wrote diaspora boy or something like that i really want to buy that book it's it looks really good yeah anyway uh moving from eli valley we have of course uh we've got a shot chaser I, I like shot Chaser. So we've got from from Ruben report. Oh Jesus! From <laughs> Dave Ruben, we have totally not yeah, having thanks. a party tonight. Just really hungry. Nothing to worry about for Garcetti. Would you know? Uh, it's a picture of a giant steak, just like a massive, like ungodly sized steak that he's about Three to cook. Of Three of them. Um, he must
2: be very hungry.
1: He he must be. This is the chaser from uh, my good friend at Jackal Jester, which was a screenshot of he, he searched steak and <laughs> wine, and this picture is one of the first things that came up. <laughs> this isn't even a real photo of a steak that Dave oh, has. that's sad. That's really sad.
0: <laughs> Jesus
1: Christ. Thank you for that. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, uh, ha- why? Lesta, why? Why? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Like, at least, you know what, at least have the balls to do it. Like, come on, if you're going to brag like that, at least do it. Well, the reason they
1: don't do that is because have you ever seen, like, the photos of, like, you know, the the right wing people actually cooking the steak and they take a picture trying to show it off? It's always the worst cooked steak in the world.
2: Like, it looks like a hockey puck or. These are raw steaks. He doesn't even need to share that side. (laughs) He doesn't need to share whatever, like, you know, ungodly furnace he's puts it puts it through. It's just raw steak. <laughs> it's just With he shoves it in his line.
0: microwave.
2: Come on, man.
1: Uh, last tweet for you. It's 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 from my account, I will say, but it's only because of the screenshot. It's actually Facebook news. This is just a great thing I found on Facebook. Oh. Uh, Yes, okay, Facebook News. (laughs) Because you did
2: this, Jared, you have to read the post. Okay. This is good, because this is actually a post that I agree with. (laughs) Uh, So, Joseph Smith says... Morrissey's bad because he's racist, but he's still a better person than any non vegan. Don't at me. I agree (laughs) Meat is murder y'all And Josiah said, uh, oh fuck. Yeah, yes injected (laughs) right into my veins. Oh, yeah Uh,
1: Here's a good response from uh, Emily Rose Reinecke, past guest of the show
2: I can excuse racism (laughs) But I draw the line at animal cruelty uh, with a picture of Britta from uh, Community. Community. All
1: right, that's been Twitter news. All right. Yeah, all
2: right.
1: And then plugs and we're done, folks. Nice. Would you like to start us off, Jared?
2: Yeah, I would like to plug Apple for announcing the like $550 <laughs> AirPod Max, which is just these massive fucking headphones that come with a purse to carry the headphones in for, again, 500 and some dollars. And as, as somebody that is like, you know, I like headphones. I, I think audio equipment is very cool. And so i've you know i've I've bought some expensive headphones. I think it's an interesting thing, a fun thing to collect. Five hundred fucking dollars is a lot of headphone like my god
1: i uh you yeah, know yeah i I don't think you know like i I really enjoy my airpods that I own that came free with the laptop that I bought with debt mm-hmm. um, <coughs> one of my favorite parts of them is they keep turning on this fun- text to speech function that I don't want. <laughs> And so what it does is it reads my text to me. Siri reads my text yep. to me when I don't want it. Uh, and so I'll be, you know, enjoying my, my listening to my own podcast or something like that.
2: The only um, podcast you it listen it will, to, I assume.
1: Yeah, of course. And then it will cut off and just go like, and then Siri will say, like, you know, read the text at me. The only funny thing that's ever happened with that, though, was the other day Jared was pitching a podcast episode idea at me and I was at work trying to listen to an audiobook. And it, <laughs> it didn't read the rest of the text. It just read the first, the third text in it. And so it just went, Dlu-lu-lu-lu. Jared says, there's FBI labs involved. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway uh, i think i said soviet labs but yeah
1: soviet labs sorry uh, same thing
2: uh i mean yeah anyway i'll plug uh
1: i'll plug the the scorsese movie silence i watched that the other day and it was good on to you will um as i look around my room um yeah i'll plug uh mark russell's just all of the comic books he's been writing or has written like you oh, should yeah. you should absolutely check out the things that he has done to the Flintstones and Snagglepuss. Um hell yeah. Just great books. Absolutely hilarious. And yeah. Terrific. Oh yeah. Well
2: that's it. That's a show. We did it. We right. did it. Uh all in under well, four hours.
1: Thank you for listening to very legal, very cool an episode about not wearing a mask. Is that what you said it was about?
2: Yeah. And I think we've pretty cool. definitively proven that you shouldn't wear a mask. That in fact state as very legal very cool's official stance on covid don't wear a mask who gives a shit uh, and I you're gonna die to anyways
0: people uh, the, are gonna the die music,
1: why the not music now music is a gar- garage band loop that i stuck a drum beat behind and you can find us at be legal v cool pod on twitter or you can email us at hello at very legal very dot cool okay we'll call that good <laughs>
2: very legal very cool is brought to you in part by moderna moderna is a proud sponsor of the show and has been for quite some time and they would like us to tell you get your vaccine get vaccinated side effects may include quite a few things it is supposed to be a pretty rough vaccine all things considered but it's worth it so get it josiah will be getting it will will be getting it jared might hold off for a little bit until he kind of sees what happens but get it moderna we make vaccines